the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Now Jesus will give the great commission to his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person. But here now he says, but don't give what is holy to dogs and don't cast pearls before swine. Going back to the first part of chapter 7, what he's saying is, you can't help everyone remove the speck out of their eye. There are some people that don't want that help. There, there are some people that don't want you to tell them how that speck can be removed, even if you tell them with humility. In most of American culture, people are fixated on the results. There is a strong sense of pride in doing a work project well or finally accomplishing your financial goals. When it comes to evangelizing and telling people about Jesus, we have to remember that results aren't up to us. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing the fact that some people will deny Jesus and the message that we share with them. We are only responsible for sharing the message. It's God's responsibility to change a heart. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 7 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Repentance and confession invites God in his mercy to remove the plank from my own eye so that I can see clearly, it says, to help remove the speck from my brother's eye. Now that I've allowed the Lord to deal with my sin, now I can help the other person with their sin. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is why it's important. Here's the thing. Because I started with dealing with my own sin, because I started with dealing with the plank that's in my own eye, when I help the other person, I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm not going to be critical or condescending or condemning or arrogant. I'll help them with humility. You know why? Because I realize now that I'm no better than them. In fact, I may even realize that I'm worse than they are. They just have a speck. I had, I had a whole plank in my eye, and I didn't even know it. I couldn't even see it until the Lord showed me and cleansed me. Do you see the order here? Do you see how this works in our relationships now? Where I deal with my own sin. I ask the Lord to show me, and I ask the Lord to remove it. And now I can see clearly. I'm going to deal with the other person now with humility. In other words, in other words, listen, I go back to the Beatitudes at the very beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. 
I have to see that I'm poor in spirit. And then I mourn over my spiritual poverty. And that will produce in me meekness and humility and a hunger and thirst to be right with God. And the result will be I'll be merciful in the way I deal with that other person who has the speck in their own eye. Because God was so merciful to me when he removed the plank that was in my eye. And I'll be a peacemaker. I'll seek to make peace with that other person. I'll want them to remove the speck so they can have peace with God and have their peace with God restored. You see, dealing with my own sin first changes my heart. And it's going to change my attitude about the other person and their sin. Uh, If you're taking notes, you can jot down Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. And there, the Apostle Paul writes, listen to what he says. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Again, let me read that to you. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, Restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. We restore that brother or that sister in Christ in a spirit of gentleness and meekness, not a critical spirit, but a gentle spirit, considering ourselves. We consider our own sin first. We consider our own failures. We consider our own spiritual poverty and how the Lord forgave us and how the Lord restored us and how the Lord did not condemn us and how he was gracious with us. We help others with humility, pointing them to Jesus Christ who so graciously Cleansed us of our sin. You see how this works. See how it's so different from the culture. So different from the world. In the Old Testament. David was confronted by the prophet Nathan. About his sin with Bathsheba. And after David was confronted. He wrote Psalm 51. And in Psalm 51. David confesses his sins to the Lord. And he asked God to cleanse him. And in Psalm 51 verse 9, David writes, Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. David prayed, blot out all my iniquities, cleanse my heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me, restore the joy of my salvation. And then David prayed, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Then I will teach other transgressors just like me. 
about you and about your ways. I'll teach them about your forgiveness. I'll teach them about your kindness. I'll teach them about your your mercy. I'll teach them and tell them about the way that you restored me. I'll teach them about your grace that I personally experienced in my own life when I sin. Do you see? Do you see how this works? Not arrogance, not condemning, not self-righteousness, not looking down, not critical, but just an, an honest, truthful estimation of yourself and your own sin and how the Lord has dealt with you. And then going to that brother or that sister with a humble heart to help them. In the New Testament, Jesus told Peter that Satan sought to sift him like wheat. You guys remember that? That Satan seeks to sift you like wheat. Then Jesus said to Peter, listen, listen. He says to Peter, when you have returned to me, Peter, strengthen your brethren. Uh, Peter, Satan desires to sift you like wheat. And Peter, you're going to deny me. Peter, you're going to fail. But once you return to me, Peter, use your failure to strengthen other brothers who will also fail and deny me in different ways. Tell them how I loved you. Tell them how I forgave you. Tell them how I restored you and that I will do the same for them. And we know the beautiful story in the Gospel of John of how Jesus sought out Peter after the resurrection and how Jesus had that breakfast with him on the Sea of Galilee and said, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Years later, Peter would write in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Peter wrote that from personal experience. And God, God will use our personal experience with failure and sin and experiencing his grace and his love and his mercy. Now, he'll use that to humble us and to help others in their failure, in their sin. Peter could say, hey, have fervent love because love covers a multitude of sins. Let me tell you how I know. Let me tell you about the love of Jesus Christ. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. 2 Corinthians 1, 4. It says, God comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. I love that. God comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. And how do we comfort them? We comfort them with the same comfort that God gave us. We share with others the same comfort God used to comfort us in all our troubles. So, going back to Matthew 7 here, we deal with the plank in our own eye first, so that, look what it says, verse 5, so that we can see clearly to remove the speck 
from your brother's eye. To see what clearly? To see ourselves clearly. To see our own spiritual poverty. And to see the Lord Jesus Christ clearly. And his grace and his mercy. And that humbles us. We're no longer critical. We're no longer condemning. We're no longer shaming. We're no longer self-righteous. We're, we're humbled because we see our own spiritual poverty. And we see how gracious God is towards us in our sin. And now we go to that other person with a spirit of humility to help them get the speck out of their eye. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Now, we come to verse 6, our final verse for today. And and verse 6, when you read it, it seems like it's disconnected from verses 1 to 5, but it, it's not really. It is, it is connected. Look what it says. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, or cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Now, in ancient Israel, dogs were rarely kept as household pets. Shepherds used dogs to keep their sheep, but for the most part, Dogs in ancient Israel were wild scavengers that roamed the streets and they were vicious and they were diseased and they were dangerous. When the Bible refers to people as dogs, which it does in several places, it's referring to people that are completely ruled by their flesh, completely ruled by their carnal appetites, like a dog. And swine, well, swine were unclean animals according to the law of Moses. And to the Jewish people, swine were the epitome of uncleanness. Uh, You remember the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal son leaves his father. It says he goes to a far country. He goes out of the land of Israel. And he ends up feeding swine. And as Jesus tells that parable in the Jewish mind, You could not do something more unclean and defiling than working with swine. In Israel, even still today, uh, the Jews did not raise pigs. So here when it refers to swine, don't think of like, you know, uh, Wilbur or whatever, you know, or the, the swine at the petting zoo kind of thing. Swine in Israel, pigs in Israel were wild. Wild hogs. And so any encounter with a swine was dangerous. Again, in verse 6, Jesus says, Do not give what is holy to dogs. Again, think rabbit, packs of dogs scavenging through the streets. 
nor cast your pearls before swine. Again, think a wild hog coming out of the bushes. Lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Here, Jesus is talking about sharing the gospel or sharing the message of salvation or sharing the forgiveness that is found in Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus will give the great commission to his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person. But here now, he says, but don't give what is holy to dogs and don't cast pearls before swine. Going back to the first part of chapter seven, what he's saying is, you can't help everyone remove the speck out of their eye. There are some people that don't want that help. There, there are some people that don't want you to tell them how that speck can be removed. Even if you tell them with humility, they don't want you to help them get the speck out. They, you know, they like having the speck in their eye. They like the irritation and the discomfort it brings. And don't tell me about your Jesus and how he can remove the speck from my life. Here he's saying, you know, there's some people uh, that are just going to be openly hostile to the gospel. So don't give it to them. There are going to be people who hate the truth. There are going to be people who are hostile toward the truth and even violently opposed to the truth. And because they will attack the message and try to tear, you know, tear the message apart. You know those kinds of people. You try to share the gospel with them. You talk to them about the Lord or what the Bible says. And they just try to shred it. They try to tear it all apart. And he says, and they may even turn against you and tear you to pieces. And so you don't, you don't give what is holy to dogs. You don't cast your pearls before swine. You know, Jesus himself did not even give all of his teachings to everyone. He, he tailored his message to withhold it from some in the crowd. Matthew chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus said his message was hidden from those who thought themselves wise and prudent, but was revealed to babes or those who were childlike. In Matthew 13, Jesus began to teach in parables And he tells us he began to teach in parables so his message would be understood only by those who had ears to hear and not understood by those who did not have ears to hear. In other words, he edited his message to reach the people that would receive it and not the people that wouldn't receive it. When Jesus sent out his disciples to preach and minister, he said to them, and whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or that city, shake off the dust from your feet. If they don't receive you, Jesus said, shake off the dust and move on until you find someone who will receive the message of the gospel. When Paul went to Corinth in the book of Acts, it's, we're told in Acts chapter 18 that Paul went to Corinth and he, he went to the synagogue for several Sabbath days and he reasoned with his fellow Jews from the scriptures showing that Jesus is the Messiah of the Jews. But then it says in Acts chapter 18 verse 6, but when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, your blood be upon your own heads. I'm clean. From now on, I'll go to the Gentiles. Hey, I, I, I tried to share with you the truth. I tried to tell you about Jesus Christ and his love and his forgiveness for you. I tried to sh- explain to you from the scriptures that Jesus is the Messiah. You, you rejected it. 
So I'm clean. I, I did what I'm supposed to do. Your blood is on your own heads. I'm going to go to the Gentiles who will receive it. And we're told there in Acts 18, he left and went to the house of justice and preached there. And so we're to, we're to share the gospel with, with every person, yes. We're to share with them that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins, that he was buried, that he was resurrected. And through faith in Christ, you can have your sins forgiven and you can receive eternal life. But we also want to be discerning. And if a person is hostile to Jesus Christ or hostile to the gospel or hostile to the word of God, we don't argue with them. We don't try to change their mind or or convince them if they're hostile. We move on. And we find someone who will receive the message. We're going to see, I think, in the next chapter. Again, I don't really read ahead, but I think it's in the next chapter. Jesus goes to Gadara, right? The other side of the Sea of Galilee. He casts the demon out, right? He sends the demon into a herd of swine. He's over in the Decapolis. He's over in a pagan area. They've got pigs over there. And he casts demons into a herd of swine. The swine go down the hillside, drown in the Sea of Galilee, The keepers of the swine, they go back to the town. They tell the people what happened. The whole town comes out. And they see their swine dead in the Sea of Galilee. They see the demon-possessed man. It says he's seated and clothed and in his right mind. And the town people say, please leave. You know what Jesus did? It says he got in the boat and he left. He doesn't try to convince them. He doesn't try to persuade them. He doesn't say, no, 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 wait. Let me, let me, just, you know, look, I can do a miracle. Look here, I can bring the swine back. No. They rejected him. And so he left. And for us, the same, the same command. Don't give what is holy to dogs. Don't cast your pearls before swine. If a person rejects Jesus Christ, if they're hostile towards the gospel, towards the word of God. Move on and find someone that is receptive to the message and hope found in Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, there are plenty of people who are receptive to Jesus Christ. The fields are white for harvest. So don't get stuck on trying to convince this one man, if this one person could just get saved, And they're like angry that you're constantly talking to them about the Lord. Move on. Find someone else that is open and receptive to the gospel message. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we we do pray and we do ask, Lord, that you would search our hearts. Lord, that you would show us the, the planks that we have in our eyes. The things that we're blind to that we don't even see ourselves, Lord. We pray that you would show us those things and that we would repent of them and confess them to you. We thank you, Lord, that you remove them. We thank you, Lord, that you'll take those things out of our lives so that we can see clearly. See clearly who we are and see clearly who you are. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.